Yes, he can shoot. Jose Alvarado scores 38 points as the Pelicans beat the Denver Nuggets by double digits to win their fourth game in a row and move to second in the Western Conference. This team has grown so much and it isn't even close to reaching the full ceiling that they have. Let's break down the big weekend for New Orleans in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Monday, actually a Sunday night after the Pelicans beat the Denver Nuggets, 121-106, a truly dominant second half for New Orleans in this one as they ran away with it, moved to second in the Western Conference. Who thought we'd be saying that this early in the year behind a dominant performance from Jose Alvarado? Couldn't miss 38 points. We'll break down his big night, this win over the Denver Nuggets. I also want to look at Friday's game, another double-digit win over the San Antonio Spurs, where Zion dominated. And we'll look at a couple of other guys here in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. So, of course, thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. Like no one else coming to you like this, Monday through Friday, everything you want to know, the good, the bad, the coaching adjustments, the great plays, who they might be trading for, all of that's going to be talked about. We got a big week of shows. We're going to look at if Zion Williamson is an MVP candidate. Is this team the deepest in the league? Those are going to be the next two shows coming up for y'all, laying out the roadmap for the rest of the week. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. And comment down below the number one thing you can do to help support the show. So let's break down the big win over the Denver Nuggets, 121-106. New Orleans getting their fourth win in a row, second in the West. And look, this the story of this game is none other than Jose Alvarado. Yes, he can shoot 38 points on the night. That's a career high for him. It's also a career high for any Pelican New Orleans player ever off the bench. That's how good he was in this one. Eight made threes, eight of 11, three rebounds, two assists, one steal, and oh, by the way, no turnovers. When he's having that kind of performance in elevating New Orleans, that's big. In this one, the first half was a lot of Nikola Jokic for the Denver Nuggets and him really going out scoring and keeping Denver in this one. And then you started to see something happen. He would leave the game and it would be the Pelicans bench that just blitzed the Nuggets, turned a deficit into a lead. And in the second half, that kept going with spark plug Jose Alvarado off the bench playing a huge role in this. He was just everywhere, scoring in every way. Yes, the three-point shot was falling. And when that's going, they were letting him take heat checks. He was making the heat checks. They were letting him kind of do whatever he wanted. And the offense at times was kind of flowing through him. He was open early on because of Point Zion, by the way, which we'll talk about in the next segment because that's still going really well for the Pelicans. But you also just saw his overall impactful player. And at one point, he just embarrassed, embarrassed DeAndre Jordan. Dribbled down low. Jordan switched onto him to try and defend him. He dribbled in a literal circle around around DeAndre Jordan, then went out to the three-point line, drew DeAndre Jordan out to the three-point line, then launched a three over him and made it. 
He was working off ball, on ball, whatever it was, he was scoring. And it was electric. This is a guy that everyone loves. This is right now arguably the most beloved player on this team. Anytime he did anything, this crowd in the Smoothie King Center got loud. It got rowdy in there. It got fun. And it was because of Jose Alvarado. He is at times the heart and soul of this Pelicans team. You see how much they enjoy playing with him. You see the bench going crazy whenever he's out there scoring. And he received a really nice curtain call in the Smoothie King Center standing ovation Propped up a little bit by Larry Nance Jr. there too. It was just an awesome moment, an awesome performance for a guy that's really important to what this team does. It's You can quantify it, right? In the sense of he scores 38 points, he gives you assists. You see all of that. You see the sneaky steals. But there's something more to it than that. This is just a dude who is an impactful player. Impactful player. I said that terribly. That's what he does. He just goes out and he wins you minutes. He makes plays, gives you exactly what you need. And it's going to create the question... A question I raised on the short that I did before this one, and we're going to do an episode on it later in the week. Is this Pelicans team the deepest in the league? They're on this four-game winning streak right now without Brandon Ingram, without Herb Jones. That's two starters. And then you have a guy like Jose who just makes plays and can win you games almost single-handedly off the bench like that. You have Trey Murphy that's normally a guy off the bench who's shooting above 40% from three. You have Larry Nance Jr. who is a perfect small ball five. And then Dyson Daniels who's an impactful player in his own right on the defensive side of the ball even if the offense isn't falling. And you even have guys like Najee Marshall who can still make plays. Devontae Graham who has been shooting well. Just depth all around and the way New Orleans uses it and can ride the hot hand a little bit, I think is a truly impressive thing. In the second half, they just tired the Denver Nuggets out. At one point, you saw Nikola Jokic really start to to fade in this one. They were letting him do his damage early, trying to limit what others were doing. It wasn't quite working. But in the second half, when they were blitzing him, you saw him just get tired. And he really wasn't able to do some of the things that he wanted to do and make his presence felt. After a real dominant first half from him, 21 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, something like that. He only had 11 points in the second half. Just wasn't able to get out and score like he had done previously because he was just exhausted dealing with this high-energy New Orleans Pelican squad that was really led by that second unit that was just flying around. And again, led by Jose Alvarado. Dude's going to get paid at some point. Just such a fun player and so much to this team. You know, is a tremendous success story, a great find by the front office, bringing him in as an undrafted guy, getting him on a two-way deal, and then converting him to the active roster so that he could play in the postseason. Can't say enough good things about Jose Alvarado. He was just awesome. Like, I, I just, I, you're out of kind of superlatives with that, and this crowd just feeds off his energy and then gives a lot of that energy back to the team. And it was really fun to be in the Smoothie King Center watching him do his thing. MVP of the night, real impactful player off the bench, and a big reason why we're going to break down, a, we're going to spend a whole episode talking about is this Pelicans team the deepest in the league and what that means for them going forward? Because that question is a valid one to ask right now after witnessing this performance from this squad. Jonas Valanciunas struggled in this game. Really struggled. He was a minus 21 on the night in just 13 and a half minutes. And then you have a guy like Larry Nance Jr. who can come in. 20 minutes plus 17. Billy Hernan Gomez, who we'll get to more in the third segment, was great in this one too. The reserves coming in, doing their job. Exactly what you need to make a long playoff run and to be able to withstand these minutes without bringing Ingram, Herb Jones, and other starters who have been in and out of the lineup. Let me know down below, do you think this Pelicans team is the deepest in 
the league. So coming up next, let's not forget about Zion. We haven't even mentioned him in the first segment. Dude had 25-6-4. Point Zion is working. They still need to find ways to tweak it a little bit more. What can they do to make it more effective? That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want whenever you want from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., Canada, U.K., and now Australia. Book a spacious SUV for a family road trip. Get a classic, which is what I would do, or a luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. They have DeLoreans on there, which is really making me want to book one of those just to be able to drive it. Or test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see how it fits your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your dream drive at Turo.com. T-U-R-O dot com. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for you all completely free. No one else coming to you like this. Breaking down everything you want to know about this second in the Western Conference Pelicans team right now. And now for your second listen, go check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in all sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's take let's keep breaking down this winning streak. Four games in a row, chance to make it five on Wednesday against the Detroit Pistons. You know, the driving force behind all of this, yes, you had the bench really step up in that win over the Denver Nuggets, but the driving force behind all of this has been Zion Williamson playing his way into the MVP conversation. And that's going to be the show tomorrow or Wednesday. One of the two is going to be, are they the deepest team in the league? One is going to be, is Zion in the MVP conversation? And how can he win MVP? Let me know which one you want to see tomorrow, which one you want to see on Wednesday um, in the comments down below. Maybe we'll just kind of vote on it here. But Zion has been just amazing. It's it's really that simple. And if you watched him in the Spurs game, it was a masterful performance and one where New Orleans at one point was struggling. And then Point Zion came in and just blew everything wide open. After scoring 26 points and 23 points, 49 points in the first half, New Orleans scored 32 and 36 and just ran away with this one, 117-99 over the Spurs on Friday. And Zion had it going. 30 points, 15 rebounds, eight assists, two assists off a triple-double, two steals, just three turnovers. He was awesome. 12 of 13 from three. Point Zion could be renamed to nearly an MVP Zion. That's how well that he's playing. He's the engine driving this Pelican surge right now in their four-game winning streak. Again, without Brandon Ingram and with CJ McCollum struggling. This Spurs game was his first one back after illness. Five points on two of 11 shooting. He wasn't much better against the Denver Nuggets where he shot very poorly as well. Three of 11 for just seven points. It's been a rough season for him, but to be able to overcome the poor play from CJ is not necessarily an easy thing to do. If you had told me that they would win games where CJ's shooting like crap and Brandon Ingram isn't playing, I'd wonder if they're playing a tanking team, not a team like, you know, potentially the Raptors where CJ didn't play or the Denver Nuggets or even just getting a win over the San Antonio Spurs. But all of this has been comfortable because of the play of Zion Williamson being nearly at an MVP level, and he's going to be in the conversation very soon. You're seeing it. Point Zion at the top of the three-point line is the way to go. 
Post-up Zion is effective too, don't get me wrong, but things just open up for literally everybody. And we'll get into Trey Murphy, Dyson Daniels, and Billy Hernan Gomez in the next segment about all of that. But when he's at the top of the three-point line, his court vision is really good. And he has a number of different passes in his repertoire in his back. When you put him on the low block, you cut off about two-thirds of the court for him to be able to make passes to or plays to. When you put him at the top of the three-point line, he can finish with his left or his right, or pull up for a little midi, or score in a number of different ways, for a floater example, or off the glass. When you put him on the right low block, which is how they like to use him there in those post-up situations, it's him going to his left and trying to finish with his left hand and that's it. Here, it just opens up his offensive bag so much, but it also frees up all of the court. He can make a pass to the left corner or the right corner. He can't do that when he's posting up on the right block, or do a cutter. It just, the floor is so much more open and in 2022 when you need space and space is kind of the key thing to your offense functioning I love seeing the way they use him like that it creates wide open looks for Trey Murphy for Jose Alvarado and everybody else his court gravity is unmatched it's the Zion effect when you put him like that and you're seeing them convert on the passes he had in this game against the San Antonio Spurs a ridiculous number I don't think I've ever seen a number this high from a big man He had 23 potential assists. Those are passes he made that went to another guy that if they had made their shot, would have counted as an assist for him. 23 potential assists on the night. He finished with eight. New Orleans was not shooting the ball well in the first half. But those are good looks. If they're taking those shots, they're going to start making them, particularly because this is a good three-point shooting team overall. So when they start making those wide-open looks, and they lead the league in this right now, wide-open looks... I mean, it tells you all you need to know about how effective Point Zion is. They still need to find the right balance between him, CJ, Jose, Dyson, when they're all out there on the court, and you'll have to do this dance too with Brandon Ingram, of how do you many possessions do you run Point Zion and who's working off the ball. CJ wants the ball in his hands. BI is going to want the ball in his hands too and not only work off ball. So you need to find the right balance, the right rotation to satisfy everyone, but still maximizing the offense and the efficiency of it. And we very clearly have seen during the stretch in this season now that the way to go is with Point Zion. That's how you make this offense unstoppable. Yes, they're a top offense right now. That's a wonderful thing. I'm thrilled about that. I don't want to just be a top offense. I want to see them be literally the best. And there's no reason they can't do that. They're six best right now going into this game against the Denver Nuggets. That'll probably go up a little bit, I would think. Why not be the best and just be miles ahead of everyone and give yourself a little bit more leeway on defense? You're going to have to force teams to outscore you. That's going to make them more predictable and easier to defend. Let's go for number one, not just being a top five, not just being a top 10. And they truly can do that. And that's maybe how this team would become a title contender. But it's really with Zion and how they're using him. Put him in a position where the options, where he's more options to score or assist than fewer. And I think that's the way to go. Give him some breaks, post him up. But you saw in the fourth quarter when they were trying to put this game away against the Denver Nuggets, he touched the ball on every possession and good things came out of it every single time. It's really that simple. It's really that simple. You saw it against the Toronto Raptors, too, with their doubling of him, and they had no answer for anything that he was trying to do. He's going to be in the MVP conversation. We'll break down his numbers and his candidacy for that against some of the other top guys. Can he get ahead of a guy like Jason Tatum? I do think there's an option for that and potential for that. We'll break down how he can win MVP this season coming up later in the week here on Lockdown Pelicans. So 
Make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Let me know which show you want to see tomorrow. MVP show or deepest team in the league show. And speaking of the depth, let's look at some of the other guys that played well against the Denver Nuggets and the San Antonio Spurs too. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. So you can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball, soccer, esports, they've got it covered over at BetOnline.net. Maybe you're feeling good. I am about Tulane's chances against USC. The Greenway being the underdog. Finally making a big bowl game, first big one since 1939. I'm looking forward to being there. Probably going to go on that one, roll with the green wave here. Maybe you like Zion's MVP chances. You can get the futures. Those odds are always changing. If you see a number you like, make it happen over at betonline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today. You can also get there on your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action happening over at betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team like no one else is doing. We're here literally every day, not once a week, not once every week and a half, not once a month. We're here Monday through Friday. Subscribe. There's going to be a new show right there for you. Subscribe on YouTube as well. If you want to support the show, a couple things you can do. Leave a five-star review with a comment wherever you listen to your podcast. You literally just put five stars and write something in there. It doesn't matter what, and it's going to help the show. And if you also want to support the show and watch on YouTube, just comment below on every episode. Say hi. Tell me what you thought about the game. I'm always in there responding to y'all. It's a great way to talk with you. It's a lot of fun. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube and comment or leave a five-star review. And now for your second listen, Locked on Saints, Monday Night Football, Saints-Bucks. You want to make sure you go and, li- and watch that one and get set for this game. Ross Jackson in Tampa, breaking down everything you want to know about it. Subscribe to Locked on Saints. Make sure they are your second listen. So today we're talking about the Pelicans now being second in the West. How cool is that to say? On a four-game winning streak, looking to make it five on Wednesday. I'm excited. I know you're excited too. They've had a number of really good performances. We broke down Jose's game and how important he is to this team. Zion being Zion, right? Getting all of this done. But you saw, especially in this Denver Nuggets game, really good coaching and trusting the players and knowing the right way to use guys. And I really want to shout out Billy Hernan Gomez. Probably hasn't been getting the minutes that he wanted after being named Eurobasket MVP, but he was key in this one. With Nikola Jokic toasting Jonas Valanciunas in this one, You saw Willie Green turn to Billy Hernan Gomez and Larry Nance Jr. early on to really see if anyone could slow him down, and, well, Billy delivered. 12 points on the night, but more importantly, a plus-minus of 20 in about 20 minutes of action. That's perfect. He was getting Jokic in foul trouble. He was doing a good job defending him down low in the post without fouling too much and did everything you needed from him. He's a reserve. He's not going to be playing a starring role, but when you need someone to come in and do something and give you something, Billy Hernan Gomez is reliable. The defense isn't always there, but he can get you some points. He can get you some rebounds, eight on the night, and he did a very good job against a guy like Nikola Jokic, who was just hurting one of the other Pelicans players here. And that's important to be able to have someone on your bench you can at least try as an option and feel kind of good about it. Really good job crediting, you know, by Willie Green to go and trust his gut, trust his guy to go and do a good job. And Billy was a big reason why the Pelicans won this game. So was Trey Murphy, and you saw the evolution of his game in this one. He didn't have 
quite the scoring performance that he has on some of the other nights. You know, against the San Antonio Spurs, you saw him go 5 of 12 from 3, 17 points. He only had 12 in this one and only made one three-pointer. But you saw him do some other things. And this is a guy that is way more than just a three-point shooter. And you've seen his game grow and evolve. And you really saw it on a couple of possessions in this one. At one point, you saw Zion kick the ball out to him. And as he was about to launch a three, the Denver Nuggets, I forget what defender it was, had a really hard closeout on him. They didn't want to give him any space and they were rushing to contest that shot because they realized, oh no, we've screwed up. And they also had a defender close by him anyway, giving Zion potentially a little bit more space. On that closeout, really hard closeout, not like a half-assed closeout where you kind of run out with your arms and if he puts the ball on the ground, you can still defend him. They like went after it to try and run him off or to get in his face or to do anything they could to disrupt the three-point shot. And Trey recognized this, put the ball on the ground, and just immediately passed the guy. Drove right to the hoop, scored on a dunk. He had a couple of big dunk attempts. He's had a couple of big dunk attempts in this one. And is trying to catch all of the bodies and put everyone on posters. And he's doing a good job. Four of eight. But he was only one of three. It tells you his game's evolving. He's much more than just a three-point shooter. That three-point shot, by the way, is what's opening that up alongside Point Zion and the rest of the offensive threats that they have. But you're really seeing him kind of grow right before our eyes. And defensively, really good too. Three steals on the night. Those long arms, the good size, able to swallow up guys on offense. Uh, or on defense. That's what you want to see out of him. You know, this is one of the reasons why it's an open question. Are the Pelicans one of the best, you know, do they have the most depth in the league? Trey Murphy starting in this one, but normally coming off the bench. He's been great. He's going to continue to be great. He's going to be a real key piece for New Orleans, not just this season, but next season and future seasons too. And he looks to be, you know, right now, like his ceiling could be a fringe all-star. That's how good that he has been. Chris Middleton-esque, I think, from him, too, with less like initiating the offense. But the shooting, the defense, kind of being that third player at times for this team. He's been outstanding this year, and he's more than just a shooter. And then you have Dyson Daniels in this one. You know, two points against the Denver Nuggets, but really making his presence felt defensively. He's only going to be getting more minutes for this team. He can test well. He can help down low. That type of depth is something you need. And to have more options like that, I love to see it. You see him run breaks well, making the right passes for New Orleans. He's doing everything he can. Five assists on the night. That's perfect. Potentially a better version of Lonzo Ball. This was a very good team win for New Orleans, really highlighted by the play of Jose Alvarado. And then, of course, Zion, who we kind of forgot about in this one, still having an absurd stat line. Zion's stat line before this game over the past couple, as I said, he's playing his way into the MVP conversation. 29 points, um, 9 rebounds, 8 assists, or 29, 11, and 8, something like that. An absurd stat line that's going to get him in there. So that's going to be a future show. Depth is going to be a future show. Those are the next two shows here. So enjoy the win. Enjoy being second in the Western Conference. Four-game winning streak, two blowout wins over good teams. It's a fun time to be a Pelicans fan, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts and YouTube. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and we'll be back with y'all tomorrow.